0: Welcome to the Millennial Career Playbook's Company Interview Series, which focuses on corporate cultures worth knowing about if you're a job-seeking millennial or simply enjoy working in millennial-friendly environments. This series offers you company-specific information you won't find anywhere else, helping you decide if a particular firm is a great fit for you, and also offering you tips on how to most effectively land a job with the company. I'm Debbie Woldridge, CEO of outsourced training company TTC Innovations, which specializes in providing corporations with customized millennial-focused training solutions. Hosting this series with me is best-selling author Haya Bender, whose credits include five dummies books and a complete idiot's guide, and articles for the New York Times. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content. Joining Hi and I today is Sarah Janes, Senior Vice President of Communications for Pinnacle Financial Partners. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the company?
1: I have been with Pinnacle about nine years, and I'm the Senior Vice President of Communications. I serve on the firm's leadership team, and I've been responsible for both internal and external communications, as well as some of our investor relations functions, our website, our intranet and help our CEO with a lot of his internal initiatives.
0: Can you explain to our audience what Pinnacle Financial does?
1: Pinnacle Financial Partners is, I guess you would call it a commercial bank. We provide banking services, insurance services, investment services. We really focus on businesses, their owners, and individuals who want a deeper relationship with a bank. And it's sort of a, a way of saying we're not necessarily a mass market Bank of America kind of bank. We're more of a niche bank. And so we have dedicated ourselves for our clients to be more than a bank. And so we want to be able to help advise them on insurance, give them advice on how to do succession planning for their business and those types of topics.
0: What are some of the things that makes Pinnacle such a popular company for millennials? One of the
1: interesting things to us when we found out that we had won number four on the list of top workplaces for millennials, we were, to be honest, really surprised because We don't have a millennial strategy. We have a strategy to recruit the best financial services professionals in our markets. We really believe that if we don't have the best people serving our clients, that we won't be able to grow as quickly as we want to grow, and then our shareholders won't win. And so our strategy has always been, we're going to hire the best, and in order to do so, we have to be an excellent place to work. Otherwise, we can't recruit them. So we're going to be a great place to work, we're going to treat our people right, they're going to treat their clients right, and our shareholders are going to win. And it's really worked well for us because we've had the second highest performing bank stock in the U.S. since we were founded. And we really do say that that's because we have a unique culture and we've treated our associates well. So we didn't really have a program in place just for millennials, and I think it goes to show that the things that really matter to millennials, they matter to really great workplaces. And so it's really not that different. I mean, it's things like a sense of ownership and winning as a team, getting individually recognized, though, transparent communication. So a lot of the things that we do, I think, speak to what millennials are looking for in a workplace.
2: Could you go into more detail about those things?
1: I could. We have a few things that we really, we really talk about a lot as what makes our culture unique, One of them is, as Communications Director, I'm proud to say, Transparent Communications. We hold meetings where we talk with associates about what's going on at the company and educate them on the P&L and the loan book and what it's like to run a bank. We want them to be informed in, in what's going on in the company. We even tell the bad news. We tell the good news. We talk about our vision. We start every meeting talking about our vision. and Our vision is to be the best financial services firm and the best place to work in Tennessee. And so that is very much at core, is is transparent communications of what we do. We also foster a sense of ownership. I think people care about what's going on in the company because every person who works here owns stock. There are not a lot of public companies that do that, and we don't know of another bank in the U.S. that offers every single associate stock. We grant stock annually as part of their compensation. And we're asking our associates to think and act like owners So we go ahead and make them owners, and then we tell them what's going on in our company. I think another thing that sort of unites millennials is companies that care about community and that it's not just a job, it's more than a job. And so we do a lot of community projects. We do a lot of giving in our community, but we do fun things like Make a Difference Day where we have associates get together and go do something that matters, and it may be in their office they're doing something for an elderly client who can't do anything in return or they're all going to volunteer to do Habitat Project or something like that, we want our associates to feel like their work contributes to the greater good of our community. And that's one of the themes that you sort of hear from millennials or things that interest them.
2: How often does that happen?
1: We do the Make a Difference Day annually, Mm -hmm. but people are really very much empowered to become involved. We do Habitat builds usually two or three times a year. Every year we run the bocce ball tournament at the Special Olympics. So we just have a lot of community support and projects that we do as a team. We have um, 850 associates, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of involvement there.
2: Going back to the communication, how often do those meetings happen?
1: We have a quarterly all-associate meeting, and then on the months that we don't hold an all-associate meeting, we do what we call a leadership council. And a lot of firms will say, all right, if you manage people, you're invited. Well, what we've said is that you don't have to have a title or manage people to be a leader in this company, and we want the people to come to the leadership council that want to know what's going on in the company. They may be informal leaders in the company. They may just be curious as to what is important for us to do, how we need to execute to be successful, and so the leadership council is open to the entire firm. We usually get two to 300 people, and so for a monthly voluntary meeting, that's pretty good. <laughs>
2: Do you have anything else in place to facilitate an open-door policy?
1: We have several programs. We have something called listening sessions that are conducted by our CEO. He will put together random groups of associates. Sometimes he's looking for a specific topic, so he'll put together people of a specific job role or in a specific geographic area. And he asks people to bring one thing that's going right and one thing that's not going right. I mean, you can bring more, but you kind of have to balance. He wants to hear the good and the bad. What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to keep doing? And so he does those. Some years he does nine or ten. Some years he does four or five. It just sort of depends on what's going on. The leadership team also tries to do them each individually. From that, he'll bring back everything that he's learned, and he'll sort of divvy out who needs to tackle what issue, and he'll produce a blog that tells associates hey, here's what we heard, here's what we're working on. We have a CEO blog, and so he'll blog about what he heard. We're very transparent.
2: If someone sees something and they think there could be this major change, that would have this huge benefit, and I'd like to run with it. Do you have a sense of what kind of mechanism would support that kind of thing?
1: We have, a, we have a couple of ways. We've got a process improvement discussion board on our intranet. And so we ask people to go out there and tell us what process they think is not working because, you know, bank is very heavy on the process business. And so tell us what workflow isn't working or what system's not doing something and if you have an idea for how it could be better. We also have a really flat organization. And so our leadership team doesn't sit in some executive suite somewhere. They sit in same size offices as everyone else mixed in the floors with everyone else, same thing for our leaders, and so it's very easy to say, hey, I've got this idea. And in fact, our CEO, I think last year, one of our top priorities was proving efficiency. And so he asked people, be thinking about the stuff that you do every day, that maybe you've just done it that way and you've thought, you know, this is incredibly stupid. Think about it, and is there a better way for us to do it? Because we need the people who are doing the work to come up with the best way to do the work.
2: Your company is a little different in that you're seeking more experienced people from the get-go than is the normal.
1: That's absolutely right. Our minimum that we're looking for in experience is 10 years of experience in most roles. There are some roles where five years of experience is adequate. So, for example, a lot of banks have a, a teller role. Well, ours, we call it a service specialist, but it is the person who most likely interacts with a client when they come into one of our offices. And that role, we're looking for someone with five years of experience. But we do have people who are in that role who've been office leaders at other banks and they want to work at Pinnacle and they have a passion for client service and they don't want to do the office leader role. They want to be that service specialist. I think what makes it easy for us to do that is we don't have strict guidelines around this role is this level, gets paid this much. We don't put those kind of promotion systems in place. But yes, we're absolutely looking for more experienced associates, which means just about right now is when millennial associates are really getting the level of experience to come work at Pinnacle in the jobs that require 10 years of experience.
2: Learning on the job and growing on the job, could you talk a little about that?
1: In the early years of Pinnacle, we didn't put a whole lot of emphasis on training programs and learning programs because we were hiring incredibly experienced people And we were just sort of getting out of their way and letting them go do what they do best. But as we've grown and we've done a couple of acquisitions, and with that, we got some younger associates. And sort of the line that we've said there is, we want to take everybody with us that wants to go. And what a great opportunity for somebody who maybe wouldn't have met our requirements for years of experience. Let's keep those people. Let's help them let's move forward with them and and take them with us so we do have a very robust learning and development team uh, and they help with things that are sort of regulatorily required but then they also each year help people do personal development plans with our associates and they can set goals to learn things that are within their wheelhouse or to be cross-trained on something else they can talk with their leader about opportunities that they would like to pursue within the company and we look for ways to help people and I think on our most recent internal work environment survey 94 percent of our associates said they had an opportunity to learn and grow in the past year.
2: You also do something if I correctly involving book clubs?
1: Oh we do. We have and we've done this since our inception in 2000 we have two book clubs a year our CEO picks the book based on what he sort of thinks we need as a company. And our leaders host the book clubs in their homes. We do this for a couple of reasons. We really feel like it's important for our team to get together outside of the office, spend time together, and it's really nice to be in someone's home. It communicates a certain sort of family-type atmosphere. But also it focuses us at least twice a year on where we're going, how we're going to get there. We've done things like the New Gold Standard, a book about Ritz Carlton. We've done Onward, which was a, a Starbucks book. During the the cycle down for Banks, we did How the Mighty Fall. So we've done a lot of really interesting books, Now Go Discover Your Strength, and countless books, obviously, because it's been about 15 years, so we've done at least 30 books.
2: <laughs> How many people attend one of these uh, sessions, one of these book clubs?
1: Any given book club, we have 60 to 70% of the firm participate, it's not mandatory. And some people can't do it. They're having a busy fall or something's going on in their life, so they can't make it. But in general, we have 60 to 70% of the company.
2: So I'm a little confused. Did you say these take place in someone's home?
1: They do. Different leaders throughout the firm will volunteer and they'll say, I can take 20 people or I can take 40 people, and they'll host them in their home. So our CEO, Terry Turner, has 25 associates come over to his house and do a book club. Our chairman will have 20 people come to his house. And huh. uh, yeah, huh. and some teams will do breakfast at a restaurant or something like that if if they can't make it work to be in somebody's home. But for the most part, I would say eighty percent of them take place in someone's house. I yeah, had one at my house, really but I could only fit twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, I'll take twelve of you. That's it.
2: <laughs> that's 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 very interesting. Do other banks have book clubs, or is this something that's unique to your firm?
1: I think it's very unique to our firm. I don't know of any other bank, and to be honest, I don't know of very many companies that do it the way we do it. Our CEO is an avid reader. I remember my first week at the firm, nine years ago, he probably gave me seven books. I was like, hold on a minute,
0: what have I gotten myself into? Um, Sarah, can you talk with us about the work-life balance that uh, Pinnacle offers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are a fast growing company. We are a group of people who uh, at the heart of most of the people who work at Pinnacle, we tend to be pretty competitive. And so when you read through our work environment scores, it's really surprising the number of people who talk about how we're like a family and how we have work-life balance. And I think that's one of those things that's unique is people here work really, really hard while we're here. And we also work to set boundaries and get balance in our lives. So you don't see that competition at Pinnacle between who can work the latest and, oh, I worked you know, 60 hours last week. And it just isn't the way it is. I think a lot of times you'll see Terry Turner walking around close to 5 o'clock and he's telling people, you know, hey, it's time to go. And he goes home and he gets balance in his life and leads by example. And we have flexibility where if you need to leave during the day and go to your child's lunch or play or whatever it is, we will cover for each other. We'll make sure
0: that people can go and be where they need to be when they need to be there. you mentioned, a few of the ways that millennials can make a difference. What are some of the other things and support that Pinnacle offers to taking part in the community?
1: You know, we as a company, the way that we make decisions about how we do our corporate contributions is every year we ask our associates, where would you like to see us contribute? We give preference to organizations where our associates are involved on a board or or where they're involved in chairing an event or something. But we give our money as a firm where our associates like to see us give. We ask each year for our associates to tell us, where did you volunteer? What did you do this year? And we report that in our annual report as part of what our company does. Because it's not just about what the firm does as a whole. It's about the difference that we all make.
0: Is there anything else millennial friendly that Pinnacle does that we haven't already covered?
1: Um, I think one thing that's more of a, a feeling than a program is that we empower associates to do what they feel like they can do. And so, for example, if you've got a client in front of you who's upset about something, fix it for them. You don't have to go ask three people or get approval. One example of this is we have a wow budget. And so if you have a client that's going through something difficult and you want to send them some Jake's Bakes, which is a company here that delivers warm cookies, and they're wonderful. But if you want to send them some cookies or you have a person whose child is graduating from kindergarten and you want to send cookie bouquet to the kid, do that. Charge it to the wow budget. No one's standing over your shoulder saying, what did you spend this on? Where did this money go? Instead, we empower our associates to do cool things for our clients. We all make mistakes, and you know we'll talk to people when maybe a decision wasn't the right decision and do some coaching, but on the front line, you're empowered to make a decision.
2: That's very cool. You
1: know, we've got a hall of fame of stories, I and mean, we just have a ton of, we call them, wow stories throughout the firm, but one example is we have a client who's running late. He needed to close on a loan, but he was not going to have time to come into the office, and so we called and said, hey, can I close my loan through the drive through which would have been great. We would have the papers ready, he could sign them and send them back to the drive-thru and he would have been happy. But knowing that it was around lunchtime and that her client was busy, our associate left the office, went and picked up lunch and so when he came through the drive-thru to sign his loan papers she also handed him a burger, fries and a coke. Mm -hmm. It's those things that take care of people's basic needs, their unspoken needs, that's what we say a lot, they're unexpected that's what we're really trying to do. And as a company, we try to do that for our associates so that they'll do it for our clients. We had uh, clients who were adopting a son from China. And their friends were planning to throw them a shower, but they found out they were going to have to leave earlier than they expected to pick up their son. And so the baby shower wasn't going to happen in time. And so our office at 100 Oaks, threw them a baby shower and not just that, they looked at photos from Facebook of that client's nursery and painted a desk for their son that matched the nursery perfectly. Hmm. And so they come in and and there's the desk and tons of stuff for their trip. And they were so moved, you know, they go and they post it on Facebook and there were hundreds of likes and people sharing it everywhere and it's those moments that matter that I think really drive what we do for clients. We've had a client that called every day. She was a little old lady and she called our client service center every single day. And they noticed when two or three days went by and she didn't call. And they called her family and said, we just need to check and make sure that everything's all right. And her family was like, what kind of bank does this?
0: (laughs) What are some of the things that you're looking for when you're hiring for a position?
1: We really look for people who are happy and successful where they are. And I know that's hard because they're probably not the people out looking for a job, but we're looking for people who are happy and successful where they are because we believe that they are most likely to be happy and successful with us. And so a lot of times we'll recruit someone for years and convince them finally to come over and work for us. (laughs) But we'll recruit someone, and then we'll ask that person, now, who did you work with at the bank you were at previously that we need to go recruit? So we're constantly building our pipeline of potential hires the way that a lot of people build their pipeline of potential clients. What we're looking for, and this is hard to explain, but we're looking for those all stars who are out there doing good things already. And that makes it a little different because we don't necessarily post jobs.
0: So, for somebody, if they're interested in finding a position available in Pinnacle, it's typically word of mouth then, as far as if, if an opening it comes in.
1: And we'll have people that we've worked with in the past that will call and say, hey, I'm willing to make a move if you guys ever have a position for me. And so we keep a running list of people where it's, yes, we would love to have them. And a lot of times we have a few roles where this isn't true, but in almost every single role we require you to be endorsed by another Pinnacle associate who has worked with you.
0: Once they have taken on a role within the company, what is the likelihood that they will have an opportunity to change positions, move into new roles? If something changes in their lives, uh, do they have the flexibility to move and grow within the company into different roles?
1: We don't do the sort of leadership training programs that some other financial institutions do where they hire people right out of college and then try to train them up over time. Uh, We're looking for all-stars in the roles that they're in who love doing what they're doing. And then we like to reward them to stay in that role as much as possible. And part of that is because any turnover within a client relationship, is negative even if that person was promoted to a different role or a different office some banks will have this small office you can now get promoted to this office and you'll get paid a little more over there and then maybe you become an assistant manager and then you move to a slightly larger office as an assistant manager and so they just have this institutional turnover Mm -hmm. and we try to get rid of that because even though it's good to promote people in something in the eyes of the client it's a break in the relationship that they had And so we want people to come into our offices and see the same people and feel encouraged by that and to feel like the experience is continuous. And so we offer people opportunities in the role they're in rather than hosting systems where people move around within the firm. We've definitely had people where we recognize a skill in them that we need somewhere else. And so we make sure that we move people up We've had people who've gone from a role in one area to go into our learning and development team and then eventually be managing our client service center. And so we recognize their ability to lead people, and we make sure that we're utilizing them and their skills. There's not a hierarchy. There's not a class system. And part of that is every single person at Pinnacle participates in our annual cash incentive. In most banks, the sales staff and the management participate in any bonus programs. But at Pinnacle, we all participate together, and you'll hear it said a lot here, we win and lose together. And so one sour teller or service specialist or one misposted transaction can lose us a client that we worked really hard to bring in. And so we all have to to be going in the same direction. We all have to be riding together. And so we set goals every year that are based on firm-wide performance, and that's how we pay our, our annual cash incentive. No associate can win when they're working against somebody else. And so we don't do things like, you have to sell this many widgets and how you get your incentive, so you need to steal that guy's client. We don't have any of that kind of fighting over a client or working against each other. We all ride together.
0: And what would you say is the average tenure for the associates?
1: Every year we measure our retention rate and year over year, our goal is to have a 95% retention rate, uh, which is amazing among banks. A lot of banks are lucky to get 70%. And in the very large regional banks, they may be looking at a 50% turnover. And so we're keeping 95% of our associates year after year. And then as far as like the total years of experience that they have, I think our workforce has an average of 20 years of experience.
0: And you're right, 95% is, is pretty unheard of in the financial services <laughs> industry.
1: I know. This that's year, remarkable. we are unfortunately at, at 94% this year because we had a number of people retire. <laughs> which <laughs> That opens the is, door for millennials. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's even better for millennials. And, you know, I am, I'm a millennial. I started at Pinnacle nine years ago and did not fit the 10 years of experience required for the role and I remember my first day at Pinnacle, one of our leadership team members who I've grown to just respect immensely, she said, "Uh, well, you don't have our required years of experience and I said, I know, but I've been talking since I was two and I could write really well at six. (laughs) 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 I'm not in a banker position, so I I think I got
0: a little bit of a break there. (laughs) That's that's wonderful. What are some of the other things that associates can do inside of Pinnacle to really ensure a long and successful career?
1: We're a very values-driven company, and we have a set of core values. And every year during the performance appraisal, we do a values appraisal. And so we're not just looking at whether that person hit their goals here. We're looking at things like partnership, balance, learning is one of our values, integrity is one of our values, Um, discipline, I I may have already said it, but balance is one of our values. And so we're actually looking at each associate at how well they live these things. And um, what that looks like is every leader does evaluations on their team, and then they send them to... Uh, our HR team, who disseminates the information to a team of associates that come from all over the firm and all different levels, and they read every single values assessment to ensure that they're fair, that what we're grading one person on is what we're grading everyone else on, that they're equitable, and then they look in there for people who really significantly exceed the expectations, and we consider that to be really, really hard because in a team of all-stars, it's hard to stand out but we have about 10% of the company every year that we recognize as significantly exceeding, and it's based totally on those values appraisals. And so I think people can really make a difference and really stand out if they truly live the values of the firm.
2: Is there anything we haven't already covered that you think is worth mentioning for our listeners?
1: A few other things that we do is the our CEO spends three days with every new associate, talking about the vision, mission, the values, getting to know each other. He does processes where they sort of dream the dreams of where they would like to see the firm be in 10 years or 20 years. And at the end of that they do team building together. We send every single person over a 12-foot wall, and it's very symbolic of it takes everyone pushing and pulling and moving in the same direction to accomplish great things. Hmm. And It is a unique opportunity. We had a younger associate, Uh, we've acquired two banks recently or, or have an agreement to acquire two banks, and we had a younger associate from one of the banks who's still a college student and I heard him talking about what an opportunity it was to spend three days with the CEO of a company like Pinnacle and how much he learned during that process. And so I think it's a really cool thing to get that relationship with him. And our CEO is pretty amazing. He remembers most people's names. It's a, it's a very unique talent, but uh, he could probably tell you 800 of the 850 names.
0: <laughs> How do you bring that culture into the acquisition process?
1: We are taking every single person over the wall. It's the same sort of thing that we do with new hires is it, it's slightly different because they already have a culture. Right. And so in some cases you want to add to that and make sure you don't mess up pieces of, that were already going right. And in other cases you've got to win trust by fixing some of the problems that they might have had and making things better for people. And so it's about getting people fired up. We did our first orientation with one of our groups and the people who went back to the office that next day were totally fired up. and we got so many phone calls about, well, you know, when is my orientation, when can I come? because everybody seems so excited. Through it, sort of our philosophy of transparency and communication has really been a theme. We immediately were on the ground. We're acquiring bank in Chattanooga as well as in Memphis. We have agreements to acquire. We still need regulatory approval and shareholder approval. But we went to their offices and did a town hall meeting, and there were some questions where the answer was we don't quite know that yet, but we answered every single question they had to ask. I think that's important. And then quickly we were able to tell people what's happening with their specific job, so we take the uncertainty out of it as soon as we possibly can, even if the good, even if the news is not good.
2: In terms of the experience requirement, if someone at the acquired company doesn't have the 10 years, does that mean that it just isn't a fit?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, like I said, we want to take every person with us who wants to go with us. And that means if, if they meet our values and they can do the job that they're hired to do, we want them to go with us. And so we're putting them over the wall, too, 10 years of experience or not. And some of our associates that are still with us today came to us out of an acquisition um, and at the time didn't meet the, the requirement for years of experience. And they're all stars. And so we absolutely want to take people with us.
0: Is there anything that we haven't covered specifically, maybe even any tips that you personally may have for a millennial who's looking to join the financial world?
1: Absolutely. Like I said, when I got hired at Pinnacle, I didn't necessarily fit their mold and the job that I was hired to do at the time was to help the CEO with writing, to help him with internal communications. And through the years as I was here, I took on every single challenge that came my way. I took on every project I could. And eventually, I grew into being the communications director for Pinnacle. And that means that I handle all internal, all external You know, we're the Bank of the Titans. I handle all the marketing that has to do with that. All the media relations. I've got a team of people reporting to me now. And it was because I never saw a challenge and said, I'm not going to do that or let me ask for help on that. I just tackled it and figured it out. And, you know, for lack of a better term, just fake it till you make it. (laughs) Just go in there and say, I think that this is the way that we need to go. And it has been a very rewarding experience for me to be at a company that, instead of saying, get in line and do it this way, says, what do you think? And how do you think we should do that?
2: Since you went in as a millennial, I'm wondering, did you actually have some influence on the values that you're talking about, given that you have certain values as a millennial coming into this? Did you have some influence, or was the company just perfect when you came in?
1: Oh, it's just perfect. Always perfect. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think we I think we've all had some opportunity to influence, and I would definitely say, yeah. And there have been times where, as any healthy company will have, we've had some debate. And we've had some different points of view. And I do think that at times I bring a different point of view because of my age group. I think a lot of people look at millennials and they might make some judgments about them being flighty or this or that. But I think I've been able to get in there and say, no, this is what you need to think about when you approach this area. And as we continue to grow, now is the time where we need to start recruiting the bankers who are banking young professionals who are going to be the next leaders. And so we're constantly looking. Somebody asked me the other day, how are we going to market to millennials? And my answer was, honestly, you know, we're going to look at our normal niche, which is more of a professional business bank, and we're going to go after entrepreneurs. We're going to go after young professionals, and we're going to start looking for that in what our bankers look like. I think the only other thing that I had on my list that I think we do a little bit different is that at Pinnacle, every single person is recruited by their leader. And so our HR department doesn't really participate in the recruitment of associates. They don't do the first interview. They don't screen applicants. Instead, the leaders of people are recruiting their team members. Every person is interviewed by at least three people at Pinnacle, one being a leadership team member. And I think what that does is it creates a sense of team. You know who's gonna be a good fit on your team and who might not. You're able to match personalities, you're able to really get a feel for a person and it's not like, you know, you need a warm body and they just showed up. Instead, you're actively involved in making sure that you get the team right. And I
0: think that's a real difference.
2: Thank you for sharing that.
0: Again, Sarah, thank you so much. This has really been very enlightening Hi, and I thank you for listening to this interview. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content designed to help you find a job or enhance your career.